Hey sis, hey. Listen, welcome to Crown Green Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Mukatur. As always, I give honor to God before I do anything. Because here at Crown Green, we give praise and we give honor to God. Because without him, none of this would be possible. So thank you, God. Amen. All right, so before we go any further, we're going to get T-Bone to come out here and throw out a little disclaimer, you know, just to cover our faces, you know. T-Bone, you ready? What's up, Moo? Listen, folks, the primary purpose of Crown Green Podcast is to provide a platform for creators and guests, a safe space to express their personal views or opinions without restrictions or censorship. So, in other words, this is a judgment-free zone. Back to you, Moo. Thanks, T-Bone, for setting the record straight. Now let's get into it. Hey, sis. Hey, welcome to Crowned Green Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Moo Couture. As always, I give honor to God before I do anything else, because here at Crown Green Podcast, we give praises to where it's due. Amen. Now listen, today we have a very, very special guest joining us today on the Crown Green Podcast. But before I introduce tonight's guest, I would like to dedicate this episode to someone very special who has also shared some of the same health issues as Miss Betty. Um, and so this the episode is dedicated to a woman who I met in last September um, looking from the outside in, I had no idea that I was sitting across the table playing checkers with a miracle. But almost a year later, I am now blessed to be able to call her my mama Sana. No one would have ever thought that this relationship would be built on a prayer. Literally, a prayer. She was asked to pray for me, and the rest is history. But one thing that has stood out to me and that's always played in my mind is that when she finished praying for me, she said, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. And then we all began to be emotional because she said, I had four strokes, spinal surgery, and a brain bleed. And then she looked back at me and she said, I know he can do it. At that time, I had just had four tumors removed from my scalp, and I was feeling so discouraged. And emotionally, my emotions were all over the place, and I was fighting a battle in my head all along. But those words of encouragement that she said in those few moments gave me hope and reignited my faith. So, Mama Sana, this episode is for you and all of the stroke survivors listening and all of the warriors across the world that have dealt with any type of illness. I love you, Mama Boo. So, let's get to the good stuff. Tonight, we have Miss Betty Howard with Stronger Than Stroke Organization. Miss Betty is also a certified life coach and a transformational speaker. She's not only a stroke survivor, but a survivor of a brain bleed and a brain surgery. A quote I pulled from her Instagram said, I will never take the fact that I am here lightly. We are encouraged to be a living sacrifice, and I could not agree more. So Crown Green Podcast family, let's not only welcome Miss Betty to the family, but can we just tell God thank you as she joins the room? Welcome, Miss Betty. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. How are you doing? Doing amazing. That's great. That's great. That's great. I'm so happy to finally see your smiling face. I've been watching you from afar on social media. And so to be able to sit across and see you in, well, not in person, but to see you virtually yeah. is so amazing. You know, 
Um, like we were saying before we got started, miracles, no miracles. And so to be able to see another miracle is amazing. Your oil and the anointing that runs on you is flowing through this internet feed. So God bless you. Thank you. Yes, yes. So um, how are things? How have things been? How is the recovery? How is the recovery process? How long has it been? Give us a little snippet before we dive in. Sure. So definitely a long recovery process uh, yes, with stroke things are very slow but what i've learned is to kind of lean into the journey and enjoy the journey instead of resisting it so i've leaned in a whole lot over the last five years and it's been two years since my brain surgery yeah. and i'm i'm still having gains okay Wow. So we still, we just thank God for you. You know, you are, your face is glowing. You're, you're just a shining light. And it's so beautiful with everything that's going on in the world to see someone smiling and that giving off so much great energy. So we're happy to see you. So let's, you. Dive, let's dive right back in. Take us back to in 2018, where you said on your website, you said you were at work and you noticed a change in your body. Can you describe that moment and take us to the motions of what happened next? Absolutely. So um, I was working on a Saturday trying to get ready for Monday. And I noticed numbness down the left side of my body, down my left arm, all the way through down the left leg to the foot. And it's something that I had experienced before, but to that day, was a bit different because the intensity was magnified. So I, I knew like this, now it's time to go to the doctor. Now it's time to go to the ER. And um, before I knew it, as I was typing a last email, uh, the fingers on my left hand stopped, literally stopped working. Wow. And I said to myself, I was like, okay, you playing games, it's time to go. And I pushed away from my desk. And as I was walking out the front door, I tried to raise my left arm mm. and I could no longer raise it. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And then as I walked outside, I was losing strength and I had to just make it to bench and I could no longer walk. And thankfully, I stayed conscious and I was able to call for help. And that was the beginning of this journey of my life changing literally overnight. Wow. So, okay, so take us how, what were some of the symptoms other than the numbness that you felt? What, what, what are other symptoms that people should be aware of, you sure. know? about stroke because may yeah. was national stroke awareness month and i feel so bad that i missed it but now that i know and i have loved ones who've had strokes i want to bring more awareness so what are some of the symptoms that people can look for that you notice absolutely so prior to the the day that everything just kind of blew up um i was having migraines and normally i'm the type of person who can work through anything and when these migraines would hit, 
I told, I told my coworkers, like, I have to go home. I have to go home now. And I knew there was an urgency behind it. And I would go home. I would be nauseous, vomiting. Um, I was sensitive to light. And that was interesting too, because the day before my stroke, we were in the office and the lights just felt like they were glaring. And I was asking like, is the lights bothering anybody else? And everybody else was like, no. <laughs> and wow. I literally turned them off, dim them because mm -hmm. it was too much. So sensitivity to light, numbness down one, one or both sides of your body, mm -hmm. um, headaches out of nowhere, um, nauseous, vomiting. And then um, that final day, just not being like unstable, not being able to walk properly, not being able to lift the arm up, slurring of words. If you're like, why all of a sudden is my speech a little off? That yeah. could be neural. <laughs> now I can't even say it, but um, it's okay. Brain, it you know, having to do with the brain. So yeah, wow. Because I noticed sometimes, like with my mama, Sana, we'll be riding and she'll say, the light bothered me. You know, she'll have to put her yeah. shade on. Or, is it, and so is it, have you, are you experiencing the phantom effects of it? Like the after pain? Do you still have numbness or any of those symptoms? Because sometimes she does. So do you still have that? Is it possible for stroke survivors to have the phantom pain or to even just have that pain after the fact? Absolutely. So, um, because a stroke is a brain injury, yes. we're dealing with the side effects of brain injury. Mm. So side effects of brain injury can be sensitivity to light, to sounds, wow. um, being overwhelmed by um, crowds or yes. noise. And um, even I notice, and this just happened recently this past week, if I overexert myself, that can end up in a migraine mm -hmm. and where I'm down for a day. So um, our fatigue is a real thing. And it's like we have these battery levels that we have to constantly monitor. And then talking about pain, um, the interesting thing is my left arm is numb. If you were to touch it, I wouldn't feel that. But I do wow. feel pain. I do feel pain. And I do feel extreme like heat or cold. Yeah. So um, all of those things are very real for stroke survivors. And it continues after because the brain is still injured. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because since forming this like amazing relationship that me and my mama Sana have, you know, she's shared with me how things have changed since having the strokes and having the brain bleeds and you know the different uh, illnesses and the different transitions she's had to go through through life. So, can you tell me like what are some of the things that's changed that you've had to relearn or re uh, figure out how to maneuver? You know, what are some changes that has happened since having the strokes? 
That's such a great question. And I think for stroke survivors, um, so I'm left side affected, which means I still have partial paralysis. Um, I don't have the ability to fully use my left arm and hand. Um, I walk with a cane. If I'm walking long distances, I wear an AFO brace because I have what's called foot drop. So the brace is to lift the foot as I walk. Um, so one thing about stroke survivors is we may not get back our full function, but right. we truly learn how to be adaptable. Yes. So that's, I think, the biggest strength is adaptability and finding ways to still do the things that we love to do or want to do to stay independent, but we just have to find a way to do it a bit differently. Right. That's, yeah. a, and that's, that's, that's amazing. So let's go back a little bit. So you had the stroke in 2018. Um, and then, so tell us the timeline, if you don't mind um, sharing more of your story at the timeline between you having a stroke and your brain bleed. Tell us a timeline of how those things happen. And then what, how did you activate your faith during these times? Because I know with me being sick, I'd be like, God, why are you doing this to me? Why me? How did you have like all of these things happening to you and still manage to trust him? How trusting God through an impossible situation to what seems like an impossible situation. How did you do that? Um, so in 2018, I had the large brain bleed, which caused all the paralysis and weakness in my body. And when that type of thing happens to you, you think it's a one-time thing. Like, okay, I had a brain bleed. I had a stroke. Now it's time to get better. And in my mind, I was going to get better really quickly, you know? And one thing that I have learned on this journey is my timeline and God's timeline is completely different. And when when we start learning to trust him and trust his timeline, Uh then you start seeing how the, the story is written, right? There's not a day that he hasn't seen. There isn't a day that he hasn't went before us. So if you trust that, and believe me, this this is five years in the making. So as I speak it, I'm speaking it as though it was easy. This was not an easy journey. So what I didn't know was I was going to continue to have brain bleeds. And so a year later, I had a a bleed. Another year later, I had another bleed. And then another year later, I had another bleed. So there were three years of truly suffering. Mm -hmm. And one thing the Bible tells us is what does suffering produce? Mm -hmm. It it produces perseverance. It produces in our weakness, he's made strong. So what I was suffering and I went through, God, why did this happen? And um, how am I going to get through this? And the things that I learned was all of a sudden I was able to identify 
with people in the Bible. The lady with the issue of blood. How did you know I was thinking about her? Let's talk about it. Oh my goodness. Yes. So she had an issue of blood and I believe hers was for 12 years and she did everything she could do. Go to the doctors, try and, you know, figure out medicine. And what did she end up doing? She ended up in a crowd pushing through, pushing through and grabbing the garment of Jesus. And not just the hem of his garment. The hem, just a piece, right? And if you can just stretch your arm out and and grab the hem, he will take you through. And I kept saying, Lord, I know you didn't bring me this far to leave me because people are saved by the word of our testimony. Yes. So I knew the, I didn't know in the beginning, but I knew the word of my testimony was going to be strong and I didn't know how, and I didn't know when, but I knew if I stayed faithful that he would heal me. Yes. And one thing with the lady with the issue of blood, if you read the scripture closely, not only was she healed, she was made whole. Oh, come on, somebody pass the collection plate. Let's preach. She was made whole. That's better than healing. Healing means my brain is healed. Okay. Healing means my left arm works. Healing means I can walk. But being made whole means you lack nothing. Come on now, Miss Betty. And when you lack nothing with the Lord, there's nothing that you cannot do. That's right. That's so right. Listen, listen. I can sit here and talk to you all day. See, yeah. One thing I love to do, I love to enjoy life and cut the food. But when it comes to talking about the word, I, I just get fired. It's like all no people say shut up in my bones. Like it's yes. just good to me. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I do love too. It. Man, I, I just thank God for you, Miss Betty. You you are gonna thank go you. reach lives. Like your story is just yeah. Wow. If if people could only feel what I just felt just talking to you through this this call, like whew, Jesus, wow. Okay, thank you. I keep going for I get off course, but um, <laughs> listen, you yeah, you, because I've been dealing with my health for years. I, I'm 28 yeah. years old and I have neurofibromatosis. I have tumors throughout my body, and sometimes I said, "Lord, I've been dealing with this for so long. When yeah. is my 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 twelve years of suffering going to be over?" And right. He said, "Just push a little. I got you. Just push." Because just every time I've asked him to do, every time I've had to have surgery, an MRI, a test, or I've asked him for something, he's never failed me. So right. the only thing I can hear him saying when I prepare to question him is to yeah. trust me. I have not left you yet. So why Amen. would I him, trust me? So I just yeah. want to encourage whoever's listening, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. My God. So so take us back. Oh, sorry. Let me see. Um, so I read a piece in your um Instagram. Yeah. Of course. Where you on March 19th, you said it was another day, and I was back in the emergency room. Yeah. I knew my brain was bleeding again. I've been here before. It's the same routine. They checked me. Yes, my brain has bled. They don't want to do surgery. And I go back home. Discouraging, yes. He said, but this had been my routine since 2018. 
and I knew it all too well and it had become my norm. So like I said a few minutes ago, I've had my own share of my battle with my health. And, you know, I've had to leave the ER with a 10 pain after going in with a 10 pain. Yeah. And so what can you say to encourage somebody through this season? Because I'm here in Houston now and I'm preparing to have my follow-up at MD Anderson Cancer Hospital. Shout out yeah. to Dr. John Slopis and his team. But what can you say to that young person, that man, that woman, who is preparing for chemo, preparing to have their breast removed, to preparing to have a surgical operation and are feeling defeated and discouraged. How can you encourage them? Because you, I feel like you can't encourage somebody through a storm you've never been through. So if you've right. never had a battle with your storm and activate your faith, you can't tell me how to activate my faith through my health storm. Right. So what advice and what encouragement do you have for somebody? One thing that I realized the day that I, and it was three years after my stroke with multiple bleeds. And I mean, I was reluctant to go to the hospital anymore because mm -hmm. I'm like, they're just going to tell me the same thing. And um, in March, 2021, the, the neurosurgeon walked into my room and he goes, is it time to get this thing out? And he was talking about the cavernous malformation that was in my brain that wow. kept, that's what was bleeding. And he said, is it time to get this out? And I said, yes, it is. And I was so excited. You would have thought you were telling a child, Hey, we're going to go to Disneyland, you know? And I was so excited because you never know the day or the time that it's going to change for you. Yeah. And it's truly about not giving up. Yeah. When we give up, it's almost like we deactivate our faith. And yeah. as we stay hopeful and, and God is okay with you being really honest with him, yeah. this hurts. I'm suffering. I mean, we've had so many conversations where I'm like, is this a punishment? Are you punishing me? And I want to say to anybody who feels like it's a punishment, the scripture that the Lord took me to in John and the disciples were saying about the blind man, what did he do, Lord? Was it his sin that caused him to be blind? And, and the Lord said, no. And he, and they're like, oh, then it was the sins of the mother and the father. And the Lord says, no. He said, this happened so that the works of the Lord can be shown through his life. Come on now. When you will let God work through your life, you can bring encouragement and that is just it. Are you willing to be a living sacrifice? Ooh. Paul says, I urge you, right? That doesn't mean I command you. Yeah. He said, I urge you to be a living. You will be a living sacrifice. That is where God's glory sh shines through. So yeah. when people look at me and they say, she's been through all this, but she's smiling. She's been through all this, but she's radiant. I'm like, that is the Lord. That is his strength. That is 
him living through me because I said, yes, Lord, I will be your living sacrifice. What do you need me to do? Mm. And that's so amazing. That's so amazing that you say that because I've been coming to MD Anderson um, for treatment at the cancer hospital since 2012. And every year that I come, I said, Lord, I get so tired of coming out here. I said, but if I can just pray with one person, if I can just encourage one person, if I can make one person smile, if I can tell one person about your goodness and your glory and how amazing and awesome and loving and kind you are, my job is done and I'll continue to go. So I I, I totally agree with you on that. I do. Our our suffering takes us into places we would have never went before. Yeah, I didn't know about stroke survivors. I didn't know about brain injury. This situation has taken me into places that I would have never went on my own. But sometimes you're needed in areas that you would have never shown up yourself. Yeah. And just to go back to something you said earlier about letting the Lord use you. You know, in order for a light bulb to work, you have to plug it in. So sometimes we have to get plugged into with Christ so that we can be used. Amen. Yes. Yeah, we got to let him use us. You know, we got to get plugged in with him, get in our word. And when we see someone or a loved one that's slacking, we have to pour into them and build Mm -hmm. them up. Because that's our job is to bring people to the kingdom. So we have to plug them in with Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you suffer... All of a sudden, you see how other people are suffering, and there's such an empathy for illness, disability, um, losing loved ones. All of a sudden, you can see through like the Lord's eyes, and you start looking. These are your children, Lord. Where do you need me? What do you want me to say? And sometimes it's just like, People can lean on your faith. And mm-hmm. then I've had I've spoken over people and they've come back to me and said, you saw it before I saw it. And yeah. this did happen. And I thank you for your faith because I didn't have faith in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that That's amazing. You know, and that's true. I remember I was a little girl. I had to be about 10 or 11. And I was at MCB hospital preparing for an MRI and a little baby came in. Now he wasn't technically a baby, but he he was about five years old. So to me, you're still a baby. And so he came in and the nurses were trying to calm him down so they could get him his IV. And he was just hollering and screaming. Now me, I had just got finished crying my own stuff because I was getting ready to have my own test. But that's right. me. Nor there, but the point was, I was obedient to the voice of God when He told me to stand up and to go speak to that baby. Now, my mom was telling me to sit down and to, you know, just wait it out. She's like, Shonda, you're here for your own test, you know, his let them handle it. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, whatever. And I went on and I just I was comforting him and telling him that everything's going to be okay, not mm-hmm. knowing that he couldn't hear a word I was saying, he mm-hmm. couldn't understand me. His mom happening she said baby it's so sweet for you to come over here and do this but he's deaf he can't hear you but the anointing and the spirit of god that was over me calmed him because he stopped crying yeah he so he not hear me but he could feel the anointing and he could feel the holy spirit to comfort him through yeah. that moment but also he saw a familiar face he saw another child that was going through the same thing he was going through because i showed him my iv i showed him my wristband he found comfort in not just 
seeing someone going through what he was going through, but the annoying thing that was over me. Yeah. So it's, sometimes you have to be obedient and to just reach out to those ones that are dealing with things, because then I was able to have my test in peace. I, that the nervousness that I felt and the the uncertainties that were going through my head, I was at peace because I was obedient. So by my obedience, God blessed me. Yes. Yeah, so th this is an amazing interview, and I thank you again, Miss Betty, for joining me. I, I can't thank you enough. Absolutely. Enough. So I want to continue a little more um, in our invitation packet. When I asked what are some topics that you would like to discuss, one of the things that you said was you said I lost a lot and I had to rebuild. What did you mean by that statement? You lost a lot and had to rebuild. That's a yeah. So going back, I was a branch manager. I had a team of 12 and I loved my job. Hence why I was in there on a Saturday, you know, getting ready for Monday. And that was a job I never went back to. Wow. And so I lost my career uh, within three weeks of coming home from the hospital. I was in the hospital for two months and mm -hmm. Within three weeks, um, the man that I had been with since I was 18 for 22 years um, wow. decided he no longer wanted to be in the relationship. Um, so I was I lost my career. I lost my relationship. I had to find a place to live. <laughs> uh, so I lost my home and I just felt like hit after hit after hit yeah. like that first year I truly was in denial that I was losing everything and there was absolutely nothing I could do about it and what it did do was brought me to my knees and I was at the foot of the Lord in such a way that I had never I had never been so desperate and Carol, so, like yeah. Wow. Jesus. That's powerful. Yeah. Kind of like Joe. Mm -hmm. Joe had lost it all as well. But they say when he got that final news, he shaved his head and he went to Christ as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. Um, and that's just so powerful. And when you lose what you built your life on, right? So your my identity was in being in this relationship. My identity was being a mother. My identity was being a businesswoman. So now we're stripping everything else. And it was like, who are you without all your blessings? Who yeah. are you? And um, I ended up going through a two-year um, school of ministry, mm -hmm. and that was such um, a lifeline for me during those years because I was desperate. Yeah. And what I learned was who I am in Christ, me, there, nothing else compares to that, not your title of mom and businesswoman and wife, nothing compares to who I am in Christ because he loves me. He is my husband. And that is actually a scripture. 
-hmm. the Lord is your husband. So I remember going into one of the years and I said, Lord, everything I gave to my husband, everything I gave to my job, everything that I gave being a mother, I am going to give that to you. Lord, you are my husband. And that year, the Lord started giving me vision of where he was taking me um, and all the blessings that were to come through obedience, through when we first seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, everything will be added to you. So there was nothing that I needed to do for myself in those desperate moments of trying to hold on to my job and my relationship God said, first seek me and I, he brings back all the years that the locusts have eaten, right? He, those are his promises to us. And if we will stay faithful through that, he will show up in a way that you could have never done it for yourself. Wow. I tell you that you are so anointed, Miss Betty. And your story, your like this is just an anointed uh, interview, and I can't help but to say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm having some connection issues on my end, just for those who are listening, and um, for Miss Betty as well. So I don't know when you're stopping and when you're starting. Oh, got it. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I cut you off throughout the interview. No, you're I good. In advance. Um. Okay. So. One more thing I want to touch that I saw on your Instagram. Um, you said something about Cronus Reflex. Um, yes. Can you tell me what that is? I, because I've been trying to learn more about the side effects of stroke and brain bleed. And with watching my mama Sana, I look at her and I listen to her tell me the different things and the side effects that affect her. Um, so I'm always trying to research and read and see if it's something that I can take back to her and say, hey, let's take this to the table when we go to the doctor. What is Konix Reflex? So tone is when your muscles are tight. And because there is a brain injury, your brain is sending signals to your muscles that are telling it to flex, Mm -hmm. even though we don't need them to flex. So tone is the tightness that you'll perhaps see in a stroke survivor where their arm comes up to the chest, that's tone. Okay. Um, spasticity is if you were to try to pull that arm out away from their chest, that resistance that you're feeling would be spasticity. Okay. And then colonus, um, that is when the when the muscles are so fatigued that it's almost like a spasm. So wow. it it makes it jump over and over and over again, like a um, spasm in the muscle. Mm. The video that you'll see on my Instagram, that is me working out my hamstring. And the hamstring on me um, from my stroke is the weakest muscle that I've had to deal with. So trying to bend the knee is very difficult and we need to be able to bend the knee to walk. And 
So we were working the hamstrings and then all of a sudden my body was like, okay, I'm done. And I'm going to show you I'm done through this colonus reflex or uh, reflex. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I saw that I was scrolling last night and I'm like, Hmm, you know, th this is interesting. Cause I like yeah. to walk in and we do different exercises and things and go to the gym and stuff like that. So I was just wondering you know, if something happens, I like to be able to put a name to different things and to know what's going on. So That's thank you. So good. Um, so, Absolutely. so on your website, you talk about your Stronger Than Stroke uh, website and your organization. Can you tell the people what Stronger Than Stroke is? Absolutely. So when I started my Instagram, it was just to be able to connect with other stroke survivors. I was desperate to find people like me that have went before what I've done. And I wanted to see like, is there success in this? Is, is there hope? Right. And so I started my Instagram just as a journey to um, document my recovery, not knowing what was to lie ahead with the multiple bleeds and brain surgery and all of that. I, didn't know that at the time. So it was just a connection. And then it became always remember you're stronger than stroke. And so, and that's what I tell myself, like I'm stronger than stroke. This is not going to dictate the type of life that I live because I had a stroke because I'm stronger than stroke. And then um, my journey continued where some doors opened up and I was working with stroke survivors. Wow. And one thing that I saw was uh, we plateau sometimes in our recovery and we get very discouraged in our recovery. This is a hard thing. So depression, defeat, all these things start creeping in. And I, I was kind of searching for where can I bring value? And I went to school to be a certified life coach. And then this year I started working with a personal trainer. So kind of combining all of these things, I started Stronger Than Stroke organization as a coaching, but not just coaching for stroke survivors, coaching for everyone because we all struggle with something. So what I ask is, if you've never had a stroke, what are you stronger than? Mm. And sometimes we have to be stronger than another illness or divorce or oh. a financial struggle. Yeah. What are you stronger than? So I'm doing um, six-week group coaching workshops, and then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and then also doing speaking engagement and conference services, like a breakout session, things like that. Wow. Um, that's so amazing. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. So how can we get connected with you? How can the community help the Stronger Than Stroke organization? Absolutely. So um, strongerthanstroke.com is the website. And then on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, everything is stronger than stroke. And then the way that you could 
help other stroke survivors is if you go to my website, there's a merch and gifts tab. And I have put on an Amazon wish list for stroke survivors that have tools and um, stroke recovery resources. So some, some are a brace for the hand or compression massagers or just books for people who have aphasia, which is um, a side effect of stroke where they struggle with reading and speech. So I have done an Amazon wish list and any gifts that are given to Stronger Than Stroke will go out to stroke survivors to encourage them during their recovery. Wow, that that's amazing. And um, Crown Green Podcast, we will be going on and supporting this organization and um, purchasing some items to help you to support other stroke survivors. Thank um, you. Like I said, God blessed me to meet this amazing woman who I now call my mama Tana. And I thank God for her. And so I want to, uh, I'm actually here in Houston with her now. And I cannot wait um, for her to hear this full interview. So, hey, Ma, can't wait for you to hear it. What's up? (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, We will support you and your organization. And I do thank you again for coming on. Thank you for Um, having me. Yes, ma'am. I was scrolling and you came across my For You page. And your story, um, and I read your story, and I was like, I just wanted to know more. It was something about your energy and the anointing that was over you and the way you so freely shared your platform with others and told your story and how you were vulnerable. Um, and yeah. it could only make me think about my mom, my, my mom, my mama, Sana. And then I read that you were a life coach. You were a board-certified counselor and all these things. And I'm like, so is she. I'm like, oh, my goodness. They, they have so much in common. I didn't think of a better person that could help me pay homage to her than you. Um, and so when you accepted the invitation, my heart was filled with joy. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. So again, tell us how we can find you and how we can stay connected with you, Miss Betty. Absolutely. So you can email me at Betty, B-E-T-T-Y, at strongerthanstroke.com. Or send any uh, DM to Instagram, Stronger Than Stroke, and I will be happy to get back with you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So as we wrap up, um, I know I asked you earlier, but any advice for anyone that may be going through or, you know, just any advice, any scriptures you can give them, any songs that you listen to that push you through or just anything you want to share with us as we close? Um, for me, I think we always try to stay really strong and it's okay to grieve and it's okay to feel the pain of your loss, whether it's in your health or a circumstance in your life, the Lord honors our struggle. He honors It says in the Bible that every tear is bottled up. He knows every tear and nothing is lost with the Lord. So he will use that. And um, faith is the hope in things that we cannot see. So first it starts with believing that the Lord 
will do for you and Mm -hmm. he loves you, you know, so he wants to do, uh, give you good and perfect gifts. So believing that, even though you can't see it just yet, that, that is your faith activated and he does nothing but honor faith. Go back in the Bible and he, he will say to people, it is your faith that has healed you. It is your faith that has given you this um, blessing. And faith sometimes is hard because everything around us doesn't line up with what I know the Lord can do for me or wants to do for me because he loves me. So stay faithful. And if all it is, is dropping to your knees and having a real conversation with the Lord, he honors that. That's right. You know, I seen someone, and I just want to touch on this before we close as well. I heard someone tell me when I was younger and I was going through with my health, they said, don't question God. You know, you hear people say, don't question God. Don't question Mm -hmm. God. But who else you can ask and get all the answers? He has the answers. Literally has the answers. So why not say he he has the answers? And he he tells us, be childlike. And what do children do? They ask ask questions. questions. And you're like, I just told you the answer. And what do they do? Ask again. And through this journey, believe me, I've asked the same question. Even yeah, when he told me this was not a punishment, I still was like, uh, Lord, is this a punishment? You know, and he's like, we already had this conversation, but yeah. I'm childlike because he's okay with that. And he is okay with you answer, asking him questions and he will talk to you. Yes, he will. You just have to be still and listen. Be able to have an ear to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow, this has been an amazing interview, and I hate to see it end because I could literally just sit here. It's like I've known you forever, and we could just go back and forth and talk all day long. This interview has been amazing, but I know I can't have you hog you to myself. I saw you post your beautiful and handsome sign on IG on your stories. So we want him hello and kudos to him for being strong and standing by you, you know, watching my mama Sana with her illness and then my mother Stephanie with her sickness. It takes a lot as a child to watch our parents go through, but to see you guys overcome and to still love us and to pour into us while you're going through, that helps us. Absolutely. You, I salute your son. Congratulations. Happy birthday. I think you said his birthday was just passed or he had just yes. passed. Happy birthday from the Crown Green Podcast, young man. And um, great things. And we pray that great things continue to happen to you and for you in your life, young man. Thank you. So in conclusion, y'all, I got to go. It's your girl, Move from the Crown Green Podcast. You can catch us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everywhere podcasts are available. And I am joined by the beautiful Miss Miss Betty Howard, Stronger Than Stroke. (laughs) And we are signing out. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.